the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial market, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to the best of investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Uh, my two co-hosts, Mark Humph and Nam Fon, are off today, but I've got a special guest coming up in about 30 seconds here. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. And those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And uh, since the weather's going to be heating up here pretty soon, you got to get your tan on. Uh, check them out, uh, tanbella.com. And today's trivia theme is entertainment. Today's special guest, we've had him on before. You know him, Dan Moeller. Dane Moeller. Why do you have Dan here? I'm going to put an E in your name there. Dane Moeller, a primary <laughs> residential mortgage. Uh, Dane, welcome back. To Thank you very much. Good to be here. And uh, not the first or last time we'll be called Dan, I can tell you. No, no. You know what? I know your name is Dane. I, for some reason, I was typing so fast, I left the E off. And it didn't autocorrect me because Dan is a, a, a name. Okay. So now last time, I think you were uh, making some predictions, and unfortunately, they came true, didn't they? That is the case. You know, when I was on last time, I think interest rates were in the mid to higher threes and moving up. And I was saying, hey, grab the threes where you got them because they're going to be gone yeah. soon. And as of today, I think I can officially kiss them goodbye. Ah, uh, how, how, unless, unless you're paying some significant cost or doing a, you know, a 10 or 15 year fixed, but for your standard 30 year fixed uh, for any normal homeowner not paying a lot of points, you're now firmly in the 4%. Oh, is it right at four? No, it's above four. Ooh. And uh, I was looking at a scenario today um, and it's, you know, it was 4.375 for a pretty well qualified person. Uh, wow. So that's, that's, that's almost four and a half. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. we're getting there and for investment properties and things like that, um, that have some or lower credit scores. Um, the fives are really in the conversation again. Wow. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the feds already kind of announced that this is probably one of the next six hikes that are coming. Uh, so one would think that you still have to kind of grab it now. It's don't, don't wait for it to drop any. Anytime. Interest rates are going to continue to increase, although I, I hope we can find some sort of footing. Um, you know, it, it's been a it's been a really rapid increase. It was only ninety to one hundred days ago we were talking about the twos, right? So yeah. we've had a rapid increase, and there is anytime anything any sort of financial market moves in one direction to that degree for that amount of time, there is uh, resistance and likelihood of some stability. So hopefully we'll stick here and go back down. Um, but I think long run, things are going to go up. Um, mortgage rates in general, like 
the Fed to increase, which may sound very counterintuitive. Um, but what mortgage rates dislike, if you're, if you're going to give them a personality, is inflation, right? That is what uh, is the killer of low interest rates is inflation. And that's why they're going up so much. That's the number one reason. It's really kind of the only reason. Everything that's leading to inflation. When the Fed raises rates, they're actually combating inflation. Yeah. So if the Fed had raised rates 50 basis points uh, this week rather than 25, I would argue mortgage rates would have come down pretty significantly because mortgage-backed security investors would say, hey, the Fed's getting pretty serious about fighting inflation, and maybe we can uh, not expect as much. Maybe we don't need to charge so high a rate. But at 25 basis points, they're going, yeah, that's not going to do anything when inflation's running. Seven percent, seven and a half percent. What's a twenty-five percent increase going to do? But it's been announced that they're going to probably be raising another, probably in increments of twenty-five basis points. One would think if they're going to do it six more times. Yeah, they've said six or seven more times over the next five or six meetings. So that would say at least one fifty base increase somewhere. Um, yeah. Some Fed officials have even talked about increases in between meetings, which has never happened. Uh, so. They, they do have a plan. They're trying. They're walking the tightrope. I mean, on one side, they raise too quickly. They're going to rocket us into a recession. On the other side, they don't raise enough. Inflation is going to do that on, on its own, and we're all going to be paying a lot higher prices for what we uh, but, but it sure seems like they could at least help one major part of inflation if they were to uh, turn on the spigots a little bit more on oil and at least that part of the uh, equation, you know, and it's funny because I, I think about this, that even if you're, uh, you know, uh, well, if, if this is getting a little bit on the political side, but if I understand it correctly, uh, they're saying no drilling in, in, in America. OK, yay, we're going to save the planet. However, we're going to import it. From Venezuela, Iran, and other countries where their oil is is less clean, and it's still going to be, you know, you're still going to have high prices. So you get the worst of all worlds. I mean, why couldn't they open up the pipeline or whatever you want to call it, the keystones, et cetera, and just keep and, and drop the prices down? And then if they want to go back and say, okay, now stop, we're going to, you know, go back to what we were doing before. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, you're, you're certainly treading into the political side. Yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do have a strategic oil reserve, which is they're tapping into very little, small. Yeah, uh, but that's only what, 30 million barrels, apparently, which is like a, a blip, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of a yeah. blip. But I mean, they can they can do that and they can do the other things you're talking about in terms of yeah. bolstering, you know, uh, domestic production. Some of those are longer term, though. They're not going to you can't just turn on the tap tomorrow. Right. Uh, yeah. New drills. They don't they don't get you oil the next day. Right? No, 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 not. And, not you know, not the new Venezuela, drill. Iran stuff uh, is an interesting thing that they're trying to do, um, you know, but overall, we're going to need less less demand or more supply. Right. And uh, with what's going on in Russia, it's, yeah. uh, Ukraine, it's 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 hard to see that on the horizon. It is interesting how, you know, these the at the gas pump, the, they raise prices as soon as they know what their replacement gas is going to cost. Right, yeah. the gas they have there now didn't cost what's going to cost. No, no, no. But I mean, how, how quickly did it go through that, though? Well, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know. You see those trucks there, and yeah. but how long does it take from the oil to a, a couple of days? Right. Maybe, or, right? You know? But then when prices go down, they're like, well, that's what we spent for that gas, so we can't lower it yet. You know? so yeah. They, we as consumers get it on both ends, I think. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's all supply and demand, it seems like. But it, unfortunately, it hurts the people who can't afford it the most. 
Yeah, because everybody drives. Okay, here we go. Here's our first trivia question. We're talking entertainment. And again, as a reminder, uh, Dane, if you know the answer, don't say anything until we get back from break. Uh, First trivia question uh, in the entertainment field. According to Elton John, what were we hopping and bopping to? If you remember his song back in the 70s. Call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Again, according to Elton John, what were we hopping and bopping to? All right. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Stay with us. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now, back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM. The answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Dane Moeller of Primary Residential Mortgage. All right, our first trivia question. According to Elton John, what were we hopping and bopping to? You remember that song? I do. Uh, great movie. And I remember in the movie, it was Crocodile Rock. Crocodile Rock. Yeah. Was that in Tommy? Uh, what was the movie? I, mean, I was just saying, what no, the movie? The Elton John movie. Uh, I oh, 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 okay. Oh, that, that just came out. Okay. I was yeah. thinking of the movie Tommy. That, that was actually Pinball Wizard, That, uh, which is kind of funny because uh, Pinball Wizard, uh, The Who played the, their, the instrumental part of it better but Elton John has a better voice. So they should have kind of put the two bands together to do that song. Right. All right. I want to make a quick mention here for uh, the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga. So every afternoon they have vino and vinyl wine tasting. And on Fridays and Saturdays, once the weather gets better, join them for dinner and a movie on site. So when you're ready for a change of scenery, make yourself at home at the wine, at the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga, which by the way, I've been there. One of the nicest pools. It's just, it's a phenomenal place. So making memories for 100 years, that's the mountviewhotel.com. So again, our special guest is Dane Moeller, a primary residential mortgage. He's quite the expert in uh, mortgages. Uh, and unfortunately, his, uh, his, his prediction did come true about <laughs> rates going up. And uh, I told him I was going to uh, give him one of those Karnak uh, hats that the, the Swami, that, that Johnny Carson used to, to, to wear. Um, so uh, well, if you could give us a lowdown on, on interest rates as of today, uh, you know, 15 year, 30 year conforming jumbo, what, what, what are we saying? Yeah, so if we're, um, if we're talking about no points here and, and anyone who's ever finding out about interest rates, very important, you find out about the cost of the loan as well. Anyone can quote you a rate, but if they don't tell you the cost, they're not giving you the, the whole picture. Um, you know, so if we're talking no points, uh, conforming 30-year fixed are now in the low fours, you know, just above 4%. 15-year fixed are holding on to the high threes. Okay. Uh, conventional high balance, which we have in the Bay Area and, and high-cost areas, are mid fours to higher fours because there's a recently passed tax on high balance loans. Um, but jumbo loans, if you can qualify for the stricter guidelines, are much lower. Uh, so jumbo loans, 30 or fixed, still in the very high threes, low fours uh, range, and 15-year fixed, uh, a little bit lower than that. So 
Uh, we've gone, and this has happened in the past at other times, but currently jumbo loans are less expensive than a conforming loan, which isn't what you normally think or yeah. what normally happens, but it does happen at times. And the government has passed so many taxes on loans that are purchased by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. They call them uh, loan level price adjustments, but they're really taxes. Um, and they've passed more of them um, recently, it, really significantly on second homes. Second homes now, uh, rates are much, much higher as a result of these taxes. What's the, what, besides the typical, uh, you know, government wants to just steal as much money as they can uh, attitude, what, what, is there anything specific behind those extra taxes? Yeah, so this one around was less um, about stealing money for other things. A lot of times these taxes have been used to pay for roads and, and things that don't have to do with housing. Yeah. Um, the Federal Housing Finance Authority, FHFA, who runs Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, their uh, goal is to promote home ownership in America. And one of the things they've seen is the rise in second homes during the pandemic. And that's kind of crowding out primary home buyers. Um, they've also seen people borrowing uh, more money to avoid to have high cost areas, which is pushing up pricing, uh, theoretically, right, uh, in higher cost areas. So they passed a new tax on second homes that makes the make the loans much more expensive. Um, and the idea there is that that will help a primary home buyer compete in those markets, right? So it, it's it's not about if you're the second home buyer, but if you're in, if you live in Truckee, you know, uh, you want to buy a house. This is a welcome tax because now your competitors from the Bay Area. Uh, unless the competitors have all cash and then, you know, which is a lot unless of them. They all cash, then it doesn't matter, right? And, and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac can't do anything about that. So they, uh, you know, this is what they can. You know what? Of course they can. They can just say, if you're paying all cash, we're going to tax an extra such and such. I mean, it's crazy. I heard that there's well, a lot going on. The, They're trying to pass a law. The federal government and the state can do that, but not Fannie and Freddie because they're only on the loan. Well, they, they, they can't. But uh, apparently... California wants to pass some law uh, that if you uh, have a house that you sell within, I think it's three years, they want to do an extra capital gains tax on it. Do you hear about that? Hasn't passed yet. And the real estate industry is trying to, uh, you know, fight it. But yeah, I have heard some rumblings on that. And it's interesting. It's interesting because there is a really uh, important part of the housing market, which is the, the, fix and flip investor. There are a lot of houses out there that we can't loan on that, that you probably can, but the you know traditional mortgage lender is, it doesn't meet health and safety standards. It's not, sure. uh, you know, there's there's plumbing that isn't working or there's missing, missing important aspects. And there's investors that go in and they buy these homes, they fix them up and then they sell them for a profit. And it, it's an important aspect of refreshing the yeah. housing stock. Uh, for people that they don't they don't want a project they want a house they can live in and so if they had extra capital gains ultimately that would just mean higher prices for the next buyer so those people can stay profitable yeah um, so it's it's it maybe sounds good in practice but it's just gonna be inflationary and uh and cost us all more money it just yeah it just i don't know i again i i think i think the government kind of sits down around a table and says okay, how can we steal money from the public without it kind of like really calling it stealing? Uh, you know, so they just come up with all this stuff. And, and m one of my predictions uh, on Roth IRAs, if you're familiar with Roth IRAs, yeah. you know, in theory, you're supposed to pay tax on the money going in, but then it, it builds up tax-free. And then when you take it out, it's going to be tax-free. So my prediction <clears throat> is that 
they won't just come out and say, hey, guys, we changed our mind, uh, taxpayers, suddenly, you know, thumb, you're thumbing in the nose, you know, thumb in your nose like that and, and going, we're going to tax you on it. Well, that will be a little bit too obvious. But what I think they'll do is they'll say, if you've got money in a Roth IRA, you have to at least report it on your tax return, even though you don't pay taxes on it. However, be, it'll push you up into a higher tax bracket for other reasons, or they'll say, oh, well, now you have other investment income. So since you have this income, we're going to tax you more on that income. So effectively, it's still another tax that they're, they're going to be able to do. And they, they kind of do it right now with alternative minimum tax uh, on municipal bonds, where there's certain kind of, they, they call them AMT bonds. So in theory, you're not supposed to pay taxes on your uh, municipal bond interest, but certain ones have this alternative minimum tax. So they're always kind of figuring a, a sly way of getting more, more money from the public. All right, here, we're going to cut to our second trivia question. Who played Laurie Strode in the 1978 horror film Halloween? Now, I never saw the movie, but I know she was in this movie because she's a famous actress. Who played Laurie Strode in the 1978 horror film Halloween? All right, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. Best of invest. You'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Listening to the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here, along with Dane Muller of Primary Residential Mortgage. Our second trivia question Who played Laurie Strode in the 1978 horror film Halloween? I got no guesses on this. Okay. Jamie, J- Jamie Curtis. Oh. Yeah, so that was I think that was probably one of her breakout roles because then she ended up doing uh, Trading Places, remember that, and then Freaky Friday, and then some other stuff. Um, like, yeah, I didn't see the movie, but if someone said what famous actress is in the movie Halloween, I go, oh yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, uh, the next question will be a little easier. Don't worry. All right, uh, so Dane, <laughs> you've got your finger on the pulse from the housing market as well, since you're in the mortgage. Which, by the way, before we forget, since you're such um, a whiz at uh, the mortgage market, uh, how do people get a hold of you if they're interested in checking out mortgage rates with you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can give me a call. Uh, my name again is Dane Moeller at Primary Residential Mortgage. Phone number is 415-870-2752. I'm right here in the Bay Area. And email is D is in David, M is in Mary, O-L-E-R at primeres.com, P-R-I-M-E-R-E-S.com. Primeres, I like that. All right. So uh, tell us what, what you see is going on in the uh, housing marketplace. Well, uh, we've had a very uh, depressed supply, which is no surprise to anybody. And it's uh, been extremely tight January and February to start this year. I think that I read the other day that there was less than two weeks of inventory based on how many buyers are out there. Meaning that if all, you know the inventory is there, it could be purchased in two weeks. And in, if the no new houses come on the market, there would be nothing left. Wow. <laughs> A healthy market runs at about two to three months of, of supply. So if we're talking two weeks, it's very low. Um, rental prices uh, have gone up quite a bit. The newest numbers just came out yesterday. 
Year over year in January, this is nationwide, 12.4% increase in rent. Wow. Now, how much of that has to do with uh, coming out of the pandemic, do you think? Well, I mean, you know, it's all demand and supply. It's interesting because I don't think any landlord's costs have increased by 12% during that time period. So it's No, but that's a good question. Maybe if they had work done where they had, you know, plumbing and other things, they needed to hire a, a, a contractor potentially. Well, I mean, there's always there's always a cost to home ownership for sure. But yeah. you know, the, to give some context, the previous January to January increase was three percent. Oh, we're at a four x multiple of the rent increase from twenty to twenty one versus twenty one to twenty two. If you're looking at Januarys, um, so the competition for housing, both in renting and buying, is extremely fierce right now. Um, and I think that a lot of it uh, has to do with pandemic changes of uh, the importance of, of having your own space, having your own home, people going into different markets because uh, they can work from home and, and needing more space to do that. Do, do, you, do you see that changing? Well, I was talking with, talking with some agents this week, um, and they uh, talked to staging companies yeah. uh, that go in and you know get a home ready to, to sell. And that's how they can get a little idea on what's coming up in the market other than talking to another agents and apparently the staging companies are very busy so we may see uh we're entering the spring market which is uh, the biggest market for most of the bay area counties um we're we may see some stuff hit the market my hope is that there's a good number of people out there whose houses now are worth more than they ever thought and are ready to you know cash in and potentially move to another area because if they're cashing in and staying in the area that's another buyer that doesn't help anything right that's a one-to-one situation uh, yeah. yeah so we need not that i want anyone to move but for the housing market supply and demand we would need sellers that are not buyers right sellers that either own an investment property or sellers that are moving out of the area because that's how you can get more supply if it's sellers buying in the same area that's a one-to-one exchange and doesn't change oh, that's what you mean yeah but now, you, what is your territory? Um, do you lend just the Bay Area, just California? So I lend in California and Oregon. Uh, the company I work for is nationwide, uh, other than New York City, or New York State, excuse me. Um, but I'm licensed in California and Oregon. Uh, majority of the work I do here is in, is in the Bay Area, but I do a lot of stuff in, in L.A., where I'm from originally, and San Diego, and then the Central Valley, and then also in Oregon. Why Oregon? What uh, were you just a lot of people moving from California to Oregon, or how did you get it? Yeah, my um, my sister lives there, oh. um, so I have some family connections, and uh, the lending um, guidelines are very similar in Oregon and California. It's it, some states are are a lot different, but California, Oregon are very uh, complementary, um, and we do get a lot of people that are moving north. Uh, I'm actually considering my Washington license because now that trend is continuing even further. Um, and now we're getting a lot of people that are that are going in one more state to try to find you know that that nice mix of nice house big lot smaller price. Yeah, because the prices in Washington and Oregon are they somewhat? Well, I know it depends on the area, but um, it depends on the area. I mean, if you were to look at Seattle versus Portland, I think Seattle is more expensive. Yeah. Uh, but I think that you know on the eastern side of both the states or in the central parts. Um, you know, it's just, it's very market specific. Yeah, because I know like uh, Lake Oswego, that's a pretty nice area, isn't it? Yeah, very yeah. nice. Yeah, I've done a, a good number of loans there. 
Okay. And then like specifically for your market, is it, it's kind of interesting because it, it's like, I think, okay, well, almost any movement in interest rates is good for you because it just makes it the uh, uh, activity. Yeah. Yes. Although movement down is way better than movement up. Yeah. Uh, Cause people refinance. You know, the, yeah. when rates start moving up, people get off the fence and get things going. Um, yeah. But as rates go up, you know, there's less benefit to refinancing uh, or you might consider an equity line for your cash out versus a, a new first mortgage. Sure. Um, and on the purchase side, there are people that then as rates go up, their purchase price potential goes down. So, you know, unfortunately you're calling something and saying, Hey, you were at here at a maximum. Now that maximum is lower. And at the same time, house prices have gone up. So now it's a double whammy of you can afford less. Your house payment didn't get any cheaper and houses have gotten more expensive. And And that's the thing is that's that's a little depressing news to deliver to people. Well, what one wonders that if rates go up, I mean, at some point, if rates go up too much, it really will affect the prices of houses for that reason, where, you know, telling someone they have to pay an extra $115.06 a month because of their interest rate going up is not going to probably change their life. But if it goes up $800 a month more, that can be a huge change. And so the prices in the houses, you know, may, may get a lot more limited. Absolutely. I mean, there's a, there's a large amount of cash buyers that it doesn't affect. Um, but there, you know, a majority of people are still buying with a loan. Gotcha. Um, and whether if you're delivering that increase or a lower purchase price, it can make a difference. All right. We're going to uh, cut to our next break. Next time, we'll ask our trivia question. Stay with us. Best investor. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with Dane Muller. And um, we didn't ask our trivia question. We're going to ask it next time uh, for the last break. But uh, Dane, you want to talk about um, housing uh, mortgage payments, right? Well, yeah, we were talking about payments a little bit. um, But what I wanted to... uh, talk about a little bit. I've been a little doom and gloom about mortgage rates and the mortgage market and the housing market on, on this call, but not all is bad. Um, lending guidelines are loosening up, uh, Jumbo specifically, and also down payment and closing cost assistance programs are going strong. And we have a new one coming out that will offer uh, a 95% loan with 5% for down payment and 5% for closing costs as a 10% second that is completely forgiven after you've owned the home for five years. Really? Wow. 10% of, in essence, gifted money um, to cover your down payment and cover your closing costs with a 95% loan. um, And that's all forgiven. So that, you know, that's an amazing way to get into a house for almost no money or, or even practicality for no money. So is that FHA product? uh, You know, we can layer it with a FHA or conventional uh, first product. But I mean, who, who forgives the loan? Who, what, what, uh, the California Housing Finance Authority. So that's so it's got to be California. Agency. Yeah, that's a state agency that provides the funds. Um, and there's an 
income minimum and an income maximum. So it's for a, it's for a specific segment of the home buyers. But those out there facing those increased rents we talked about, uh, if you have a good job and you have decent credit and you want to get to something where you can have a fixed house payment, uh, don't be daunted if you don't have the down payment. You know that's something to give me a call and talk about and uh, see if we can get you into a house uh, without without anything down or with very little. And uh, do you have to? You probably still have that PMI though with that, don't you? You would still have mortgage insurance, okay. um, but you know mortgage insurance like property taxes is just another expense of home ownership no. um, and just something to factor in. What, what, what percent is it? It's not 1%, is it generally? So uh, for the FHA, um, they have a defined uh, table based on some factors. It's usually 0.85% uh, for most okay. people. Uh, it could be 0. 0.8, 0. 0.85. It can be a little more if you have a higher loan amount. Private mortgage insurance is offered by private companies and they take into account lots of different factors to come up with a rate, but it can be as low as 0.1%. Really? So it okay, can be, that's great. Uh, sometimes I'll, for people with good credit um, and maybe doing 15% down, you know, it might be $40 a month. And people are like, oh my God, it's that's all it is. I heard that private mortgage insurance is this big, terrible thing. And yeah. like, ah, 40 bucks a month, you know, and it'll fall off right on a conventional loan. Yeah, once you get uh, over. A 20% equity, right? 20% equity, or you pay your balance down by 22%. So if your house doesn't go up at all, it goes down, your MI could still fall off as you pay down your mortgage. Uh, yeah, because every mortgage payment you pay is some principal and interest. That's exactly. the principal to get that down. Wow. Um, and the, um, it used to be guidelines were like, you, you couldn't, was it 43% of your income couldn't go to mortgage? Is it still that number or they loosened that? It's, uh, it's much more liberal than that. That is a, a guideline. Uh, Jumbo generally will stop at 43, but now they're starting. We have products that go to 45 or even 50 for Jumbo and FHA 55, VA. I've seen 60, 65, even 70 percent for the right buyer. Um, so you know there there are solutions out there, and I will say it's it, it's a little scary to think about, but as the banks slow down, they're going to open up the credit box a little bit. And, yeah. and we did see that in 2006 and seven, because yeah. uh, we had a big rush in 2003 and four for refis. Yep. All these banks uh, wanted to stay in business. So they started loosening guidelines to get yeah. more customers. And we had six and seven happen. Now there's a lot of federal laws that have been passed to stop negative amortized loans and loans with gigantic prepayment penalties and all the, the really bad things can't happen again. Yeah. Uh, but we will see some more flexibility. We also have the ability to repay rules too. You, yeah. uh, those, those are the ones I'm referring to. I mean, those have yeah. all been passed and uh, that will that will help prevent the same sort of housing catastrophe. That yeah. Which is smart. I mean, that, that's one of the few times when I say, you know what, government regulations, they maybe they've swung the pendulum a little bit too much, but at least they got something in place to kind of help. Uh, Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Because I mean that that's a whole catastrophe economic for everybody wise, um, and so again, uh, give out your information. How do people get a hold of you? Because especially that uh, forgiven portion of the loan, that's like that's a good one. Yeah. So people again, uh, Dane Muller is my name. You can give me a call at four one five eight seven zero two seven five two, or you can email me at d m o l e r at primeres. That's p r i m e r e s as in Sam dot com. Very good. Uh, so a little update here at Pacific Private Money. Uh, we're going to do somewhere between 800 million and a billion dollars. I mean, it's just crazy. We're just adding 
so many uh, brokers uh, around pretty much around the country now. And since we don't really do, um, uh, we don't really compete with you because we're not doing those kinds of loans. We're doing the, the ones that are a little bit more either challenging or they need more speed or there's some reason why they, they can't get a conventional loan. They, they come to us at the Pacific Private Money. And uh, for the investors, um, we have a few different loans, uh, or loan, excuse me, a few different funds. One of them is called our Freedom Fund, where, uh, first of all, all the funds, you have to be an accredited investor. So you have to have a net worth exclusive of your home of a million dollars, or if you're single, 200,000 a year income, 300,000 if you're married. And if you qualify, uh, you can go into any one of our funds. One of them is the Freedom Fund, which uh, is paying just a flat 6%. No higher, no lower. Uh, but the cool thing about it is that it's almost like a money market account in that there's obviously there's no fee to get in, no fee to get out. You just have to give us 30 days notice when you want your money. So e even though the documents say it's a one-year hold, there's no early withdrawal penalty if you take your money out early. So effectively, all we're talking about is you put your money in and as soon as you want your money back, just give us 30 days notice. And sometimes we can actually pay it back even sooner because what we're doing with the money is doing a bunch of loans, packaging them up, selling them, and then the money comes back and then we put it on the conveyor belt and do, do more loans. So from a timing standpoint, we've had people put in their request to, they needed their million dollars back and we just happened to have been paid off two days earlier on loans. So they, they didn't have to wait 30 days. They only had to wait two days to get their money out. So it's a, it's a very good way to... Uh, uh, use short-term investment money uh, while you're waiting for something else. You know, people put it in there for months, two months, six months, and until they buy their next piece of property or invest in the stock market or whatever they want to do. So it's a good holding holding tank. Uh, are you ready for our third trivia question? We forgot to ask it last time. We were running out of time, but so we're going to ask it this time. What was Smokey Robinson's backing band? If you know what I mean, what was the what was the band that backed Smokey Robinson? All right, so we give you a hint. It's Smokey Robinson and X. All right, that's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate, which is worth over a hundred dollars. It's a nice little uh, gift there. One more time, what was Smokey Robinson's backing band? And when we come back, we're going to have we're going to answer that trivia question talk about a few more of the uh, funds and what the rate of return we're paying on that and um, then we'll have our thoughts today all right stay with us you're listening to the best of investing don't touch that dial we're going to be right back you're listening to the best of investing with your host edward brown for more information visit bestofinvesting.com more in a moment on 860 a.m the answer Listening to the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host. Uh, we had to say goodbye to Dane Moeller, but uh, really enjoyed him uh, joining us, uh, learning all about uh, what's going on with rising interest rates in the market. So, our third trivia question was. What was Smokey Robinson's backing band? In other words, it was Smokey Robinson and, and the answer was the Miracles. 
Um, so we're going to spend a few minutes here just kind of going through a few uh, items on the Pacific Private Money family of funds uh, because it's very interesting how they have four different funds with different objectives. Uh, their most conservative fund is a is one called the Freedom Fund, has a minimum investment of 250000 and it pays a flat 6% interest, one half percent per month. Uh, and you can either take the monthly distributions or you can have them reinvested. All of the funds that Pacific Private Money provides, uh, you do have to be an accredited investor. And the definition of that is a net worth exclusive of your home of at least a million dollars. Or if you're single, you make 200000 a year. And if you're married, you make 300000 a year. Uh, there's no fees to get in. There's no fees to get out. Uh, the nice thing specifically about the Freedom Fund is the fact that although there's a 12-month lockup, there's no pre, excuse me, early withdrawal penalty for getting out early. Uh, you just have to give 30 days notice. So imagine it very similar to a money market account where you put your money in and then whenever you want your money out, you just give 30 days notice. Uh, there's no check writing ability, but um, it's possible that you can get cashed out in less than 30 days uh, if the money comes back from Wall Street. Because what are they doing with the money? They're buying or excuse me, they are initiating uh, originating notes, uh, mortgages uh, backed by real estate, and then they uh, sell them to Wall Street. And then every roughly two to three weeks, they get a big check back from Wall Street, uh, put it on the conveyor belt and send it on out again. And uh, so that's a, it's just a constant flow of money that goes in and out. And that's how they can provide liquidity to their investors. Uh, their legacy fund is the Pacific Private Money Fund. It does loans where they are portfolio lending, so they're holding them. Uh, loans are kind of similar to the ones that are in the Freedom Fund for the most part. And that is only a $50,000 minimum. They are paying a 6% distribution of preferred return plus half the profits. Right now, that adds probably another roughly 15 basis points, 25, could be higher than that. That one does have a one-year hold on it. Um, and then after that, you just give 30 days notice. Uh, they also have the Pacific Southwest Note Fund, which is buying primarily discounted seller carryback notes in Texas. The yield on that uh, is just a flat 7.5%, similar to the Freedom Fund, that there is basically no hold. You just give 30 days notice. That one only has a $50,000 minimum. Uh, their last fund is the North Star Construction, uh, is North Star Capital Fund, which is a construction loan fund. Uh, that one has actually uh, been yielding a lot higher than projections. Uh, they pre pay a preferred return of 8% plus half the profits, which usually adds another 2%. But actually, they've been paying a little bit closer to 12%. Uh, but we just tell people, just, just count on 8% uh, plus some profits, and, and you should be fine. That one pays quarterly. Uh, it has a $100,000 minimum, and it does have a one-year hold. So those are the four funds. And for more information, you can call 415-883-2150 uh, or go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. The email is investor.relations at PacificPrivateMoney.com. So we're going to cut out for today, and here's our thoughts for the day. What's the difference between unlawful and illegal? Unlawful means against the law, while the other is a sick bird. Illegal. Get it? Yes. Okay. And my wife uh, told me that one of these days I'll die of stubbornness. And I could only reply, no, I won't. Where's the canned laughter for that? Audience, go on. 
You got to get that. All right. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We'll be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.